calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Frau Pow. We're your host, Odd and Rats. I have so many thoughts, Odd. You have a face palm. No one can see it but me, but you have a literal face palm. I do have a face palm. Don't get me started. Don't even get me started. What's that about, my friend? I just want to, like... I have a lot of things that are taking up my time and energy and it's pissing me off. And I think the biggest thing that is pissing me off the most is that people want to work towards a change. And you know, this is this is specifically relating to the protests and Black Lives Matter movement, but also like any change, any positive change in the right direction. But Like, they want to do this work, but they don't want to be held accountable for it. And that really just irks me because do you really want to do this work then? Yeah, I feel like we talk about this maybe even tangentially a lot. I mean, off mic and on mic. (laughs) Um, And, you know, we're recording this during Pride Month. And I think for me, it makes me ultra sensitive about these types of things, like infrastructural change. Um, you know, at the organizational level, but also like other places, um, people don't want to do the work and the work is uncomfortable and hard. You have to admit that you're wrong a lot and saying you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really, really hard for people. Yeah, I I mean, I can I understand why it can be a really big turnoff to kind of like sift through your entire fabric of your being to be like, wow, a lot of my thoughts and feelings about a lot of this is wrong. And now I feel like an asshole. But it's kind of important. I mean, like, that's what you're doing for your mental health already. Like, why don't you do it for public health? Yeah, I mean, I think that we all need to get past and we had talked about about this with Demanda, but like, you know, like getting past like the shame mm-hmm. and guilt over anything, like whether or not, no matter what it's applicable to, but like 
when you learn that you've done something wrong, whether like you've hurt someone's feelings or you get criticism, realize that a criticism or I mean, even if you just realize you have been saying something that's really offensive, mm-hmm. um, it's just like you stop. You have to like say, I'm sorry. It feels bad and icky, you know, because you've hurt someone or hurt people or you realize you were you were being like you're the source of hurt. Yeah. And or source of oppression or discrimination or whatever. And that's really hard. But like moving past that and just being like, okay, now I need to X, you know, and I think people are not good at like getting past the like defense of like someone telling you you were wrong or you had done something to hurt them. It's, I mean, let's face it, like you, you wouldn't want your significant other or a really close friend to tell you that you hurt them and that is a really hard thing to work through but a lot of times working through it is what strengthens your relationship you know and you have to understand that you are going to receive criticism in any direction be it good or bad And not all criticism is going to be bad. Some criticism is going to force you to think and keep pushing in the right direction. And if you shut down at that criticism or if you shame yourself, if you guilt yourself, a lot of times that can be gaslighting to the person who has criticized you. And you just shut down. You just stop learning. Now, at the same time, like, it is really hard to, like, understand what's going through your brain and how to do any sort of action past that to which for me I'm trying to learn how to say let's pause this I want to keep talking about it but I need to pause so I can understand everything that you're saying and I can come back to you in a respectful manner and so we can continue this conversation but I'm not ready because I just need to digest Yeah. And I think that takes a lot of maturity. And I think a lot of people are missing that because a lot of people don't know what it's like to receive actual criticism that would make you better. I think a lot of times our criticism is just tearing you down when it's not. Well, I think it's just, yeah, maybe not even like calling it criticism, like, but saying, you know, someone telling, sharing their perspective, you know, like something like, and I I hate reframing, like calling something different just to maybe make people feel better but I think it's not always like a criticism of something but just being like making someone aware of what how their actions are being received mm-hmm. whether that's by you or by a group of people or whatever and um, but I mean so yeah like there needs to be a level of accountability to it when when you start on any sort of work, whether it's personal, mental, mental slash emotional, psychological, um, or like just work for your career, there are levels of accountability and there are levels of people who are checking in because they're relying on you to do that work, such as a therapist or your coworkers or a manager or a boss. And when you're doing this work for yourself personally, whether it's working on being anti-racist, working on, um, I don't know, back to like the psychological aspect, it is okay to have friends to just check in and be like, I am working on this. 
I don't quite get it. Can we, can we work through it? And I think bringing in somebody to just check in is a good way of creating an accountability buddy. Or just, I think if someone says something to you also in those moments, like you're saying, this is probably just repeating what you were saying, but I'm just, it's kind of like sinking in, just saying like, okay, and just pausing there. Like you don't even have to say thank you or sorry, I think in those moments, but you're saying like, thank you and acknowledging what Mm -hmm. was said, but taking a moment, maybe going see someone that you really trust to talk through kind of what happened, because I think a lot of the times we get stuck in our own perspective and our own experience and that, you know, like you've said before, like we're our own like hero in the story. And so it's hard to see beyond that. And if someone can help you parse out some of those really important nuances is like, that's so important or just someone who can like, who can help you know, empower you to like research or, um, you know, offer a different perspective or anything like beyond just continuing to do what you're doing, I think is better than doing nothing. Like, even if it's just someone very, like, I'm thinking about things that I've heard from like my family, um, you know, just growing up and like hearing like one person, you know, at someone's work is like, super sensitive in quotation marks you know and like and my dad's like well I just now I don't know what I have to change my language around this lady I love my dad he's just you know he's learning um but you know it's like don't get stuck in that like don't stop right there like it's like oh like why was that offensive to Susie Joe, like even if it only applies to Susie Joe, like I value that person as a mm-hmm. human. And so I'm gonna respect her request, even if it doesn't apply to anybody else. You know what right. I mean? But like you don't have the right to tell somebody that you didn't hurt them if they told you that you hurt them. And I think it also goes to it it needs to be said that if somebody who is living an experience that you don't live whether that person is trans or black or indigenous or any other um, nationalities, like any other marginalized groups. Or I think just like, even if they look the same as you, they have the same class, gender, skin color, their experience is going to be different. But I think, I think it's important to say that like these people are still the experts in their lives and their lived experiences. So when they correct you, when you say something about them, you don't get the right to argue. Right. And I just, as someone who doesn't correct people all the time, it is a very vulnerable spot to be in, to have to like tell someone that they made a mistake. Um, And especially as someone who's like a young person, person in their career I'm you know like I'm definitely not in any sort of position of power that it's very hard just in like terms of like power dynamics Mm -hmm. also just to get people to listen to me and it it is very hard to like tell people um you know to correct how they talk about me I still have a very hard time with it and I think just uh, that experience has really helped me 
gain an understanding of how hard it is for someone to say like that was really hurtful or that was not cool or you know that was a microaggression whatever and just like that alone takes a lot of vulnerability and strength to say and so I think even just recognizing that is like a really good first step yeah. and then maybe it'll make you more oh I know what I was going to say <laughs> earlier is that um we were talking you know I work for a bunch of social workers and we were all having a staff meeting and talking about how we were all feeling and you know typical um but also like how do we talk about these things both per- personally and professionally everything that's been going on with all the protests and uh and also i think a lot of us are struggling with how to talk about this with people outside of our field because we're very attuned well most of us i mean in my office at least are attuned to like all the in- levels of inequality that are happening to um to people of marginalized groups. And so how do you talk to people who are outside of our realm about it and do so so they learn and not just get yelled at? And I was saying that I was having trouble trying to teach empathy to people and it felt like a really big struggle. Um, (laughs) And going to ignore that. Uh, Someone... Um, who is a person of color in our group and I'm so thankful for just in life in general. Um, she is very, has a very like optimistic view about these types of things that she was like, you can teach empathy and it's just like how you have to learn how to be anti-racist in a racist society that we're, you know, born into. Everyone is born into it, that you have to learn how to be empathetic. And, you know, because we all have gone to school and kind of learned how to build our empathy muscle, so to speak, that, you know, and obviously it's strong in some ways and weak in others, but that you have to teach people how to be empathetic in these cases, then it's really hard. Um, And I think that's something that's really stuck with me. I think today I've been thinking a lot about it and just like, you know, People need empathy in order to actually make change and make it stick, especially if they're in a leadership position in some type of like organization, government, etc. And so like, you know, they need to be held accountable and they need to receive these critiques and these pieces of advice from people. Um, But like they also have to have empathy and it needs to not be a hollow performative act when they do respond. Right. And I... I think that I think that sometimes not knowing how to respond is understandable and taking the time mm-hmm. to actually acknowledge that be like look I don't know how to respond to you at this moment but I want to respond to you properly and I yeah. you know we're you're throwing so much information at people and there's a part of me that's saying like suck it up like deal with it you have a job to do with your privilege but then there's another part of me that's like but also you have to undo a lot of work and a lot of things that you know yeah. about yourself so it it is okay for you to take the step back and say i have to learn this and i want to respond to you just give me a second to 
work through this. Because mm-hmm. you don't mm-hmm. want to just react with this hollow performative action. And or I think even worse, like a defensive like reaction. Right. And like honestly, and I'm saying this as a white person, but I would almost say that silence is better than just performative reactions. Like I would yeah. rather sit there silently in my discomfort trying to learn and work it out than go ahead and say something that you don't know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. also, but it's sorry. Also, I think that it's like not an excuse though. Like, I mean, I, I mean, I'm someone who is like not very active on social media in terms of like speaking about these things. And, um, and not because I'm, silent in my off social media but I think that it's really important that if you're going to be the silent type and learning and trying to understand things and really digging deep that you're doing that action and not just staying silent and taking it as an excuse to not do research or not listen yeah if you're going to be silent please be silently doing the work as well yeah, it doesn't mean inaction. You know, and I I kind of understand how a lot of black and people of color feel about mm-hmm. like having to constantly, you know, tell people why their lives matter as I've been spending a lot of time arguing with people to try to get them to fucking shut up and understand it and this isn't to say that i empathize like because there's no way that i can even begin to like fully live that experience of course i mean but you can but i am so yeah, sick try to enlighten someone. Of, like the fucking ignorance please do the work i don't know how to tell you that you should care about people yeah i don't know why that's such a hard concept I mean, it just goes back to, again, like, someone's like, you're hurting me. Mm -hmm. And then someone being like, fuck you. Be like, I don't understand why I'm hurting you as I'm kicking you in the ribs repeatedly. Yeah. I just, like, that to me, I'm like, I just don't under, I don't understand. Or, like, that doesn't involve me. You know, like, it's so crazy. It's just so crazy to me. And, you know, we, I was, like, heading into this recording and I was like, we're going to talk about something really funny and no. light. And now I'm, like, real fired Oh, up. yeah. I'm like, like I said to you before we started recording, I am, like, I'm ready to fight somebody. Like, yeah. very specific people. Yeah. Like, I have some targets right now. But I am ready to fight some people who just don't shut the fuck up. Like, you're wrong. Many people are telling you that you're wrong. Shut up. That's where I'm at right now. I know. I just like, just like, just be like, I'm sorry. Or just say thank you for all of your feedback. You know, like, I don't know what to, I don't know what to do anymore. And if you're afraid of that happening, like I've seen that excuse, like I'm afraid of being shut down or I'm afraid of blah, 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 like retribution or whatever. Like, then maybe you should think about why you what you're like gonna say and why that would be offensive to other people yeah and also like please do not dirty delete 
Don't do oh, it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Don't fucking do it. Now, it's okay for you to, like, delete something because you realize that, like, you miss you misworded it and that's not how you want to say it. And then you come back and, like, yeah. you say, oh, I deleted this and that's not what I wanted to say. Here's what I want to say instead. I think that is okay. But if you delete something, there's no accountability for it. Right. You know? Um, and I'm thinking about, like, those black squares and everything and, like, I posted one and then I deleted mm-hmm. it and then I reposted saying I posted this and then I deleted it because it felt fake. And here is why. Mm-hmm. And then I move on. I I posted it saying like why I had it, why I deleted it. And that's my accountability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you dirty delete something, you lose the accountability. And also people start to lose like the respect and like just the faith of wanting to be with you if you don't have the accountability when you are getting defensive right and just like you need to realize that defensiveness is you have to like navigate through that like you can i mean i i think talk about this all the time in therapy you know like i get really defensive a lot and you have to understand why and like navigate through that before responding. Yeah. I don't know. I'm there's there's a part of me that's like just start talking, just start the conversation, but be willing to listen. Don't wait your turn to talk, be willing to listen. You can't be wrong or sorry, let me rephrase that. You can't be 100% right, but if you know what is 100% wrong, start the ball rolling because you thinking that you need to know everything, you thinking that like you need to be 100% positive what you're saying is going to, in order for you to like actually say something, that's going to stop you from learning. That's going to stop you from doing a lot of things. And sometimes you need to start the conversation and then pull back and go, this is a really good point. Thank you. Especially when people are taking a lot of their time to fucking educate you. But yeah, that's how I feel. Don't dirty delete. And don't dirty delete. If you ever have a question about whether or not to start a conversation because you want to learn, start the conversation. If you're going to play it, play shy because you feel like you are going to be made to look like a fool then I don't know what to tell you like you need to be uncomfortable yeah made uncomfortable and like also that maybe you feel like you're gonna be a fool because you don't know and it's fine if you don't know and I think again like silence on social media doesn't mean inaction right so I think that that's okay if that's how you function best like totally fine because that's where I am I don't it's not something I like doing I it's not something I'm comfortable doing for a lot of reasons and so just play at your strengths but don't be inactive about it like this is not a time to be idle in whatever ways that you can be participating like whether that's learning or donating money or engaging with in conversations or trolling people (laughs) <laughs> Whatever it is, you know, like, you need to 
do those things, but like, and it doesn't look same the same for everybody. Yeah, but like, do something. something. Yeah, somebody. I'm gonna I'm gonna end on this note. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a friend post. I think it was like last night about how. Some of y'all have never taken the higher ground and it shows. And I commented and I was like, do I have to take the higher down, the higher ground if I'm trolling bigots? <laughs> I mean, I thought you were going to say trolls because that would be funnier because it's a higher ground and they're but like, huh. yeah, that would have been better. Sorry, Drew and your oh. joke. <laughs> but that's my critique. Thanks. My criticism for you. Dirk. Oh, man. Look at those guns. They look good from this angle. Thanks. I did arms today. Thanks for listening. Uh, how do you all stay active in your communities where you're noticing that some change needs to be made? Um, let us know if you've had any good or bad experiences. We want to know what you guys do to be effective. Um, you can send us an email at fraupalpodcast at gmail.com or you can always talk to us on social media on Facebook and Instagram at Podcast. We love, love when you guys comment or send us messages. Um, it makes us really happy and we love hearing from you and about all of your awesome ideas. Okay. One, two, three. Black, Black Lives, Lives Matter. Matter.